Welcome to episode seven of the Delivering Impact podcast. I am your host, Dwight Deloach. As we spotlight fellow entrepreneurs, political leaders, and nonprofit organizations that are shaping and changing our communities. Our guest today is Ms. Christy C. Whitfield, the Director of the District of Columbia Small and Local Business, also known as DSLBD, which is a government agency with a mission to support the development, economic growth, and retention of district-based businesses and promote economic development throughout the district commercial corridors. Ms. Whitfield was born to activist parents and has never been afraid to voice her unique voice and advocate on behalf of people often overlooked. As part of a hardworking family and an entrepreneurial father, education has always been a pillar of Ms. Whitfield's family culture. Ms. Whitfield's motivation took her education to new heights. She attended Smart College, where she received a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Sociology with a concentration in Black Studies. In addition, she attended Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, where she received a Master of City Planning degree with a focus in housing and community development. Before being appointed by Mayor Bowser to lead DSLBD, Ms. Whitfield garnered experience in various sectors, such as the Director of Women's Institute for Housing and Economic Development, and Ms. Whitfield has experience as a previous entrepreneur a D.C. business owner of a nationally recognized curbside cupcakes. When Mim Bowser appointed Ms. Whitfield, she insisted to be a relentless advocate for D.C. small businesses and continue to take on challenges and identify and implement new ways to prepare all D.C. businesses and residents towards their fair shot. When Ms. Whitfield is not in the office, she enjoys spending all her time with her husband, Sam, and her two boys. Welcome me today. We're joining Director Whitfield to the Delivering Impact Podcast. How are you doing? Well, I'm wonderful. Thank you so very much for having me here today. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. We're advocating for DC businesses to join the Delivering Impact Podcast. So my first question is, what is your typical day like as the director of the DC small and local business? So, you know, I think one of the things that I love about this job is that I don't have, you know, I don't have a typical day. Um, every day brings sort of different, uh, different fun opportunities. I'll say Saturday, I was at a ribbon cutting, you know, next Saturday, I, I plan to be marching with the, the mayor in the, the pride march. Um, I, uh, you know, meeting with different businesses on different types of constituencies, having office meetings with, you know, with my, my colleagues here about the different programs that we run. Um, there, there really, there, there really isn't a typical day, but I would say it's, it's packed with a lot of meetings. And then I think a lot of, um, a lot of conversations about the ways that we need to be thinking about the, ecosystem for small business. I think that's probably the consistency, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, internal or external meetings. I think that's the, that's the theme that probably um, pulls throughout. That's fantastic. And I know Mayor Bowser's tagline is a fair shot. And one of the major DSOBD initiatives of the District of Columbia Certified Business Enterprise Program. Can you provide listeners 
a quick overview of the DCCBE program and how businesses can utilize the DC Green Book to locate opportunities to work with district government agencies. Sure. You know, our our CBE program, uh, Certified Business Enterprise Program, is really there to make sure that we are intentionally keeping local dollars local. So Mayor Bowser was the first mayor to really record where various agencies spend and where they you know, are looking to spend with small businesses. And that's what we call the Green Book, which DSLBD publishes every uh, every fall. Um, and that book shows you for every agency, both where their budget items are for what they expect to do. But then if they had put in to say like, oh, gosh, we can't find local businesses for this activity or that activity, it lists that too, because I think those are, you know, very, very, very big clues for people if they couldn't find a person to do that type of work that maybe that would be a business opportunity um in the in the early years um of the bowser administration the goal for the district was to spend 300 i think and fifty nine thousand dollars with local businesses um now in her third term last year we were really excited because um the bowser administration broke the the billion dollar spend with small businesses, um, you know, and that that was amazing. That was previously unfathomable. And it has a lot to do with the fact that the, the resources are out there and that this administration has laid that out as a priority. And so this current year, um, after breaking that barrier, Mayor Bowser sent, set that as the goal. And so now we are, you know, working towards a, a billion dollar spend, you know, in this current fiscal year. Um, you know, the thing about being a local business is that if you're a local business, you're much more likely to be hiring local people. You're absolutely um, contributing to the tax base. You are helping to make sure that the, the resources in our city get circulated through our city, you know, more times. And, you know, a little economics wonky nerd talk, but, you know, the multiplier effect of how many times a dollar circulates through a neighborhood really talks to the health of you know that particular community and supporting local business is just smart business for the government because when we start with a local with a local vendor it means that money is going to bounce around the around the city that many more times that's amazing and it took me a while to learn more about this DCCBE program but I know it, it can catapult small businesses that are just looking to partner, again, do business with uh, DC agencies. So the Green Book has definitely been uh, a great resource that I have seen over the years that many businesses should definitely take a look into. Yeah, people should definitely look at it and also realize that your first stab at working with the district might not be a direct relationship. You know, the other thing to really look at, and we have links on our website, which is dslbd.dc.gov. Um, there's a procurement page. Your first bite at the apple might be as a sub. Um, and so thinking about if you're a person, you know, using construction as an easy example, I'm a drywaller and I want to do some, you know, work with the, with the district. Well, maybe the district isn't going to have a contract out specifically for drywalling, but if you look at where the procurements are happening for various agencies and look at the construction companies, then that would give you a, a sense of who you might need to look look at to try and get a subcontract and say, all right, well, I'm going to get on this contract because if they're building a school, 
they definitely need drywall. And so maybe I could, you know, and those, um, the primes, you know, also have an incentive. So the, the, the law in Washington, D.C. states that a contract over $250,000 needs to have at least 35% participation with local businesses. And so, you know, when we see that, we want to make sure we do that because we want to make sure that our, you know, that our smaller vendors who might not be ready to prime are able to, you know, at least get that past performance and start building, start building that book of business. And, you know, not for nothing, but below $250,000, all contracts, you know, unless there's some sort of the determination need to be set aside for, uh, for CBEs. And briefly, can you talk about how, um, if prior contractors are not compliant with the CBE, that there's enforcement actions that DSMBD does with the fines, I believe, that if they don't comply? I can. You know, this uh, the law of local participation has been the, the law of the land for decades. Uh, but Mayor Bowser is the first mayor in the history of the city, I'm told, to to levy a fine for somebody who doesn't meet that to meet their their spend goals. I am the first director to collect that fine. You know, we take compliance and enforcement very seriously at DSLBD. And, you know, and on behalf of Mayor Bowser, we want to make sure that these local dollars are going where they're supposed to go. Um, and then if they don't, you know, the carrot is the opportunity to work with these amazing small businesses that we have in our district. The stick is that there there is a fine protocol in place and that we are demonstrating that if, if uh you know, incentivized to that we will use that component of the law. You know, what we want is for people to spend their money where they are supposed to spend it. We want them to meet their subcontracting plans. And we, you know, we do a lot of supportive activities to make sure that we can, you know, get people the the type of support they need. But when they don't, there are ramifications and those ramifications come, you know, in in one part as in the form of fines. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for that insight. As a War 7 business owner, I aspire to deliver impact by hiring D.C. residents and creating an apprenticeship program through partnerships with Department of Employment Services. I was a 2020 recipient of the DSLBD Dream Grant, uh, which provided financial support to allow my business HB service to invest in new equipment and revamp my website and purchase marketing material. Uh, DSLBD delivers impact by offering numerous grants for small businesses. Can you share insights on how businesses can apply for grants, such as the Dream Pitch, Aspire, and Made in DC? Well, sure. And so, you know, I think um, the short answer, you know, is all of those things are on our websites. But let me talk about a couple of the the programs that we that we do run that we've been doing the past couple of years. Um, we are so elated that the the dream pitch competition got funded in this next year's budget, which is, is, you know, as a recipient, you know, but if your listeners don't know, it's a, a competition where we have businesses in Ward 7 and in Ward 8. Um, this is supporting um, local small businesses east of the river to just develop and grow. We, we decided to do it as a pitch competition because it helps do many things at once. It helps businesses sort of hone the, the different components of their business model. And then it helps just do what happens in capitalism, put them up head to head and compete. Because every day businesses are competing for, you know, for their customers' money. Uh, this last time, it was really exciting. We did our, our final event um, at the MLK Library. Uh, and, and just seeing the, the, 
the diverse span of the types of businesses that are up there, everything from consulting to soap making and everything in between, um, your business, of course, included, uh, is, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity. And one of the things that I think is important about this and about other programs that we do in this form, people have told me again and again, you know, listen, I'm really excited that I won the money. But the value of this program was so much more than the money. Um, you know, I hope you can uh, co-sign that. But I, yes. I think that <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, you know the value of working with like-minded entrepreneurs and also building a cohort of 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 just kitchen cabinet collaborators where businesses know that the struggles that they're facing are not you know entirely unique. That, that many businesses are facing, you know, financial insecurity, facing cash flow issues, facing access to capital issues. And one of the best parts about the, the dream pitch is that, you know, when you come through that program, I think that you come out of there realizing that number one, you're not alone. And number two, more importantly, you don't have to go it alone, that there are people out here in the city at DSLBD and other places that want to help support you as you are even just hammering out your ideas. Maybe you're figuring out some components of your business. So, you know, the dream pitch is, is, is an amazing component of this. We have another program, the Aspire to Entrepreneurship program, which we run in a similar fashion. So it's the Aspire Pitch Program now, and this is a program for returning citizens. You know, we know that returning citizens sometimes have a trouble um, getting that first job after coming home. And we also know that, you know, that that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, can be honed in a way that can be really, really impactful and productive. Um, we've had eight cohorts of the Aspire program. And, you know, and every year we never cease to be amazed at the at the just multitude of really innovative ideas that that come out of it. Um, you know, we also work with um, makers, um, our local creative economy. Through our Made in DC program, um, you know, sometimes people have, you know, I guess the kids today call it a side hustle. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you make earrings. Maybe you do hair. Maybe you do nails. Maybe you have a fashion, you know, brand. Um, and so sometimes it's just for a little bit of extra money, and then sometimes it's to support your whole lifestyle. But the the Made in DC brand really helps us amplify our local makers, so that people that have an intent of shopping local and supporting DC brands can find you know the things that they love that are interesting and unique to the city, um, you know, and and vote with their wallets, as I like to say, and and really double down on our local businesses. Um, some other things that we have, you know, we are we are the the partner on a DC Kiva hub. And so if you're a business person who's listening to this and you think, man, I'm not ready for a regular loan, but I need cash and I need it now. The the Kiva hub could be a good solution for you. It's um uh, it's essentially like a GoFundMe loan. It's a crowdsourcing loan. And you can, you know, figure out how much it is that you want to raise from your, you know, friends, families, customers. Um, it's zero interest and there is no credit check for this. And, you know, I love this program because 
when I ran my business, I didn't feel like I was bankable and I never even asked a bank for a loan. And so, you know, we know that cash is king and we know that cash flow matters and helping people who might not be, you know, the typical traditional recipient of a conventional loan, but still have the same fire, the same innovation, the same ingenuity, the same tenacity. You know, we want to create opportunities for businesses to, you know, to really take their idea and help it grow. And, you know, access to capital is a key component of this. And the Kiva Hub is just one way that we help people do it. So, you know, there's there's a multitude of things that happen at DSLBD, whether you're trying to contract with federal government, contract with a local government, work on a retail corridor. We have 28 main streets, um, work on in the culture, in the in the creative economy through Made in DC, you know, the the short answer that I say to people is that DSLBD is here to meet each and every business owner exactly where they are and just help them take the next step. Now, I appreciate that, Director. I'll make sure I add all those resources in the show notes so um, listeners can definitely take advantage of it. Uh, my final question, you alluded to it as a former entrepreneur of owners of Curbside Cupcakes, you blazed the trail and you can relate to D.C. small business owners who are fighting every day to stay open. Um, what would be your advice um, to offer D.C. small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs um, to continue to um, blaze that trail and, and start their business or keep it going? So my advice to anyone who out, is out there, to every single person that's listening on this podcast, if you have a business idea in your mind or in your heart, do it. Take a step towards it. Um, there are going to be a million people, as there were when we started our company, that are going to tell you, you are crazy. This will never work. That is stupid. Are you dumb? Why are you trying to do this? They're going to tell you all the things and they're going to do it. And they're going to do it with well intentions. You know, take the take the critique as well intentioned and then analyze those critiques and then build your business strong as you answer those critiques, right? And so what I don't want people to do is just shut their head off or shut their ears off and put their head down and just do what they want to do. No, stay open, stay curious, you know, listen to the critiques because there could be some good advice in there. If someone said to me, Christy, nobody's ever going to buy a crab cake flavored cupcake. I'd be like, hmm, let me, let me think about that. Maybe there might be some truth to that, but then I'll make a better, Better cupcake than that. And so, you know, I think we want to understand that the naysayers are bringing you something that you need. It might be more confidence to move forward and it might be just the way to sidestep a problem. But no matter what happens, you can do it. I did it. You can do it. And you won't even change. You won't only change your life. You'll change lives of people that you anticipate and you will change the lives of people that you never imagined. And it's a wild ride. And I, uh, I highly recommend it to everyone. Well, listeners definitely take advantage of that words of wisdoms of encouragement to not give up, start that business and, you know, get back to your community in some capacity. Last final words, uh, how can listeners stay in contact with you, uh, Director Whitfield or in DS DSLBD and any so, upcoming events that you want to promote? Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, our website 
is dslbd.dc.gov and social handles are uh, small biz dc. Um, we have, you know, we have a couple of things coming up. I think one big thing that I want to put out there is at the end of the summer, um, September 29th, Art All Night. Art All Night is the coolest party across the entire city that you might not know is being put on by the government. And on behalf of Mayor Bowser, DSLBD is honored to put this event on. It's a, a collision of culture, you know, commerce and community where we are supporting our the creative economy in the commercial corridors, having people come out into their neighborhoods, re-engage with the neighbors, re-engage with the neighborhood. So Art All Night is, um, is around the corner. We're going to blink and it's going to be September. So I'd say, you know, look out for that. We've got, you know, a lot of upcoming like lead up events around that. Um, and if you want more information about Art All Night, you can check out um, dcartallnight.org. Well, thank you again, Director Whitfield, for taking the time to join the Delivering Impact podcast and giving them listeners some keen insight and resources. Uh, listeners, stay engaged, uh, visit the SOBD website, visit their office, um, and take advantage of these resources to get your business up and rolling. So I thank you so much again, uh, Director Whitfield, and listeners, uh, continue to dream. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure.